Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. <laughs> well, we're recording now anyway, so oh, we'll just roll well. in. So, Yusuf, <laughs> who who plays in in centre midfield for Newcastle United, Newcastle United football team? David Seaman. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Oh, sorry, no, he left, isn't he? <laughs> you know what's so perfect about that answer? It, this is The same thing happened with... It was when, I think, England were in the World Cup. This is, I mean, even explaining this, I'm going to get things wrong. But there's a footballer with the last name Dyer. D- Hold on. England football. As you can tell, Johnny and I are <laughs> big on our football. We just live and breathe. Footy. The, the footy. <laughs> the, oh, I can't remember game. this guy's name. So anyway, so I saw a post from Owen Hubbard. Eric Dyer. That must be him. It must be Eric Dyer. Yeah. Drive hard. Right. Drive hard. So um, he was playing and it was like, and I kept hearing someone say Dyer this, oh, Dyer's got the ball, Dyer's done a goal and all that sort of stuff. And I saw Owen Hubbard post saying that it had taken him weeks to realise that the person they were referring to was not Kieran Dyer, who played for Newcastle United in like I don't know when or something. But yeah, but so like both you and I have this knowledge of football that's like really vague, and we only have it because at some point in our lives we tried to do like the football sticker trading in the playground, and so yeah. you, you have to acquire this like baseline to know is trading David Seaman for David Beckham like is that a good idea or not. This is exactly it. In, in fact, the the reason I said that was because when I was about eight, my dad would get um, coins from the petrol station that have like footballers on them, and you, every time you fill up, you get a coin. And I would collect them and just look at them and be like, "Who are these people?" <laughs> Johnny's lost his drink now. <laughs> so, because I mean, we've just the reason we've we've come onto this is. I don't know. I don't know when this will get chopped out, but one of the things people wanted to, te- to, to talk about on on podcast is communism, and we're both like, look, our, our political knowledge is terrible, and when like current affairs get brought up, so someone will say to me often, like, oh god, did you see, did you see what what happened in the in the news today? And I'll be like, no, what, no, what happened? I've <laughs> got not. That's it. Like so someone was like, oh, something, something. Uh, Jade Goody died <laughs> like oh okay like or it's, it's stuff like well obviously you know, from... you know what's been happening in china and you're like 
no, I no, I don't know what's been happening in China. But so I, I, I think you and I, and there's a few other people I know who are very like this, where you don't really, like, we don't really pay attention to popular stuff. And I, I don't really know why, but the only thing I, the only kind of reason I give myself is that it's just another thing to to manage like it's another thing to to have to like try and take in process think about deal with when and all it's doing is taking away from things that like i want to spend my attention on that's why we are the uncultured philistines that we are and (laughs) but you know i i remember seeing the the bbc version of sherlock a while ago and someone i think sherlock's mate watson was making fun of him for not um, not knowing whether the earth goes around the sun or the, or whatever. And he was like, well, why do I care? It doesn't affect me. Like it's whether it, it can go round and round the rainbow, like a teddy bear for all I care. Like <laughs> I've got this mystery to solve and that's it. You know? And I, in a way I really resonate with, with Sherlock on that. And I'm reading a book at the minute called Essentialism by Greg McEwen. Johnny hasn't read it because um, reading books detracts from doing the main thing, uh, ironically. But but actually, I've, but but I think for that reason, Johnny wouldn't get much out of essentialism um, because he is already an essentialist, and that is just someone who cuts out all the fluff. Like it, it's the whole the whole idea of the book. If you haven't read it, and if you don't want to read it, is just giving up the good for the great like only focusing on the things that really matter and really move the needle forward in your life. And it's just based on the premise that like, we want to do it all, especially when we're, you know, the kind of people who listen to this podcast will be high achieving, um, ambitious people. And as a result, you tell yourself, like, Oh, well I can do it all. I can, that's fine. I can juggle all these plates. But the fact is like, you've only got so many hours in the day and you've only got so much mental bandwidth. So spending it worrying about, what's happening in China, unless you are trading that fact or you're donating to it, or you're doing something that's interacting with it and making a material change, it really shouldn't feature on your radar. If you're trading the information coming out of China that's hitting the mainstream media, you're almost certainly losing money. Well, that's why you need a Bloomberg terminal in your bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) But if you have a Bloomberg terminal, you're not watching BBC Breakfast. Right. Yeah, definitely. Not. <laughs> You're only watching BBC Breakfast to see when you can cash in your your, your winning trade. <laughs> That's the sign to exit the trade. When everyone else is acting on the this camera always does this. Oh, throws me out of focus. Um, what was I going to say there? Oh yeah, so the the film that I told you about the other day, Chasing the Present. In that, this is relevant. I promise. In that, there's like a, a section at the start, about 20 minutes in, where they just apply this framework to that, like all anybody is doing anywhere at any time is trying to be happy. Well, that's like, similar to your your theory of David Cameron, actually, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We're um, not going into that. No. <laughs> but, like, but if you want to know what it is, you can send us a message on Instagram, I'll tell you. But to be um, honest, I think you can listen back to the Propane Fitness podcast. It's probably in there somewhere. And it'll be in there. Just all 300 plus episodes. Yeah, you'll is find it. We've done 300? Maybe not. 300. Uh, 250, I think, yeah. Um, but yeah, so all anybody's trying to do is be happy, right? And then you think, well, okay, does reading the news or listening to the news 
help or hinder in that outcome. Like how often the news? It's terrible, isn't it? It's just anxiety. It's just a, a belt fed anxiety every day. Oh, <laughs> like having yeah. a good day and then you like turn and you're like, oh God, panic, I, panic. I actually really want to do a piece of content. On, and the problem is like saying this, I imagine we'll get a few people message us and be like, yes, please do it. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm just not doing it. Um, which is a, a piece of content looking at the stats behind the current forbidden situation um, and how selective news is causing a lot yeah. of chaos. Um, but So the thing that worries me about the current situation, the thing that we shall not speak about, is it took us five years, four to five years, to realise that it's just calories and progressive overload. And that's like in spite of listening to and reading articles written by people with PhDs in the subject of nutrition and training. And even in spite of that, and really putting a lot of time into it, we both were utterly convinced that having carbohydrate after 5pm was the way to get lean. So if that exists, if that can exist in the fitness industry, and it can get us for four years, (laughs) it's very likely that what's happening right now has a calories and progressive overload. And God help us, but it's going to be a while till we all, <laughs> till we all find like, it. Does someone know? Like, it's just like when John Kiefer wrote car backloading, was he sat there thinking, it's really all just calories and progressive overload. But like, this is a great marketing angle. Or was he convinced? And it's the same thing with now. Like, are these people convinced or do they think, I mean, this is a hell of, this is a, hell of a tangent. Yeah, it. it's, I think there's somebody at the top of the mountain who sees through it all. And has just resigned himself to just being like, oh, well, Gary they'll Webber. figure it out eventually. Gary Webber. It, it will be Gary Webber, won't it? Well, we, we have a friend who, um, speaking of this, so this, this is a, a documentary called Chasing the Present about someone seeking the truth of themselves. Um, and we have a friend who is, has just gone full into this. He spends his life doing two things, which is coding or meditating. And he's doing two hours a day. And he said to me, he's like, because if you do any less than that, you're a dickhead. He was like, what? You're just wasting your time if you're doing less than two hours a day of meditation. And he's like, and really, I should be doing more than two hours. Yeah. So, I mean, this, people will be listening to this thinking, how have you arrived <laughs> here? So, like, firstly, if you can, you should watch a film called Chasing the Present on uh, YouTube, I believe. I think it's like the paid version of YouTube. Um fantastic if you're at all interested in meditation or anything like that there's a couple of really big names in there it's quite well presented but anyway gary webb is the og as well gary webb is like the guy who who this guy like sits down and interviews at one point um but it's all like what you know why are you doing any of these things like why do you have any of these interests and i suppose essentialism is a nice way of looking at it like how you know is watching the news can i sacrifice that and instead learn something that might help me or Learn some. No, listen like, to the propane business podcast. Exactly. Or even like fitness business. Take up a hobby. Like do watercolor painting. Imagine if well, instead of <laughs> I'm I'm taking up a hobby this week. What are you doing? Didgeridoo. This is where Johnny looks at me and thinks, "Is he joking, or is he being serious?" I'm fairly sure you're. I'm fairly confident you're not joking. Yeah, you're not, correct. You're not joking. Like the. <laughs> to be yeah. honest, I'm really jealous. How are you doing that? 
so me and my flatmate mike were listening to like some uh tibetan throat singing and all these like um world music and we were like you know it would be really cool to play the didgeridoo we looked them up on amazon they're like 25 quid yeah okay I so i agree they're very cheap but why why do you think that is really difficult yeah i think like impossibly difficult yeah <laughs> <laughs> have you got we have one in the house that we're borrowing from someone but it's it's keeping the breath going so can you make a didgeridoo noise with the didgeridoo so you just have to go <laughs> We are, we're just going to have to call this podcast like filler, filler episode one or something. Why, <laughs> why we don't know about communism <laughs> and didgeridoos. So what, so someone's listening to this, they've been listening to it for 15 minutes to think. Johnny doesn't know who Eric Dyer is. Um, they don't know what about communism. Yusuf's learning the didgeridoo. Who are these two weirdos? There's that... a guy, there's a guy they know who does coding and meditating. Um, and the didgeridoo is hard, but they're only twenty five quid. That's it. Well, there, there is a there is an overarching lesson for all of this. <laughs> Listen to the like, next episode. <laughs> Find out. I think it's important to have occasional um, gaps in the seriousness. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we we did actually come into this episode with a good intention. Of- You're right how does this apply to your online fitness business? And I think no one applies this better than, than you do. Um, and I, I will in a year's time or just less when I, when I finish my other job. Um, you, you only can't apply it because you can't apply it. Cause I'm, I'm roped into a contract with the NHS. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So I think that probably the, the best example of the, these kinds of conversations is with like, so if anyone's listened to us on Modern Wisdom, Chris is quite into like the, you know, he, he has like a morning habit that he's really consistent with where he'll read a ton of books. Um, and for some reason, it's not like, because saying that, that I'm really good at it implies that I like don't want to be like that and have to try. But it, it's more that I, I just cannot get myself into the, the frame of mind where like reading a book that is, talking because often often some of these books or, or, or reading watching things listening to things um spending hours and you get to the end of it and you think okay so go go back to doing what i was doing then great but the, this is not because you yeah you're right it's not because you've trained yourself to be uh, to tune these things out it's i mean you partly have and you and you've got systems in place such as cold turkey the app on computer to keep you focused and all these kind of mechanical barriers but also having a having a north star having something that you're so driven to working towards and improving and optimizing for Mm. that everything else is irrelevant and it just doesn't feature doesn't distract you you know picking up a hello magazine (laughs) with all the like the clickbaity titles on the on the front you just be like what it doesn't impact my life. I don't care. It's not going to make me more profitable. So I think part of it is, is like once you're in the position where, so I, I think the nearest example, the nearest like fitness example was I always found it odd when, when you and I were really into powerlifting and we were both, we both always had a meet to prepare for. And we were both always like comparing training programs and we both tried like RPE training for the first time. And all that. Like we're both prepping for nationals. 
And then you would like meet up with a group of people and all they wanted to talk about was the football match they watched yesterday. And I always used to find it, find it really strange that like, it's almost like they're vicariously living sporting success through the team that they follow. Yeah. And, and that becomes the, the thing for them to really re- read into and, and get into because that's them kind of like having that part of their life. And I always found it odd that like, wouldn't it be better? I mean, maybe, maybe not. People disagree with me, I'm sure. But wouldn't it be better to like have your own version of that where you're actually developing the skill? And I think the business is the same thing or being being your own boss and having a business and having this like, because really all propane is to us is this constant project that we've both got working. It's this constant, like, if you if you have an hour spare, you think, what should I do? <laughs> like, there's always something you can spend an hour doing on the business somewhere in some way that like makes it better. And in the same way, if you if you kind of don't have that, if it's like your job ends at 5 p.m. and you sit and scroll through Instagram, whatever, um, or you sit and read BBC News and read about the latest sort of what's going to be happening, it's because it's like something to to sort of fill that same space. It's like, well, you, you, you can then really get into reading about the new economic policies or how communism works or when Kieran Dyer stopped playing football, for example, or why David Seaman doesn't play midfield. Um, but <laughs> but I think the reason why, if you really boil it down, the reason why you and I don't do any of that is because the same mental energy, space and attention is going towards either this or like sort of similar things that you and I have kind of interests and pursuits in our, on, on our own that we want to improve that like we don't need like the last thing we need is another thing yeah the like the, the only thing that could drive me to read about that for example was if i owned a niche football website i'm not saying not confirming whether i do or don't um and was writing an article for it that was called why david seaman stops playing left midfield, midfield. i think he was a goalkeeper actually was, i think yeah, yeah he was oh, yeah. brilliant yeah, See? yeah. I can, really still, I can still see the uh, like the sticker. I think he had a green green top on. Ponytail. Had a ponytail, didn't he? Yeah. Maybe still does. Hi, I'm Jason, and I recently completed the seven-day on-ramp course for online coaching with Propane Fitness. I enrolled because I currently work offline and wanted to know the best way to start my venture into online coaching. I've been following Propane Fitness for a number of years online, and this just seemed like the perfect opportunity. One concern that I had before starting the course was that I don't really have much in the way of a social media following. I spoke to Johnny before enrolling, and he assured me that as long as I had some kind of social media following, I could utilize the tools and techniques. The course was excellent. I found it helpful, engaging, and insightful. It also kept me accountable, logging in for the lives each day with Johnny, and then having work to do afterwards, It meant I went and got it done and actioned the advice. So by the end of the week, I've gained three paying online clients and that's having little to no social media following and never really having put any fitness content out online before. As well as those clients, I've come away from the course with a newly instilled confidence and clear direction of where I can take my online coaching business in the future. I highly recommend signing up for the course and thanks again to Johnny and Yusuf. goodness me so so it'd only be like if if it's taking you towards something and i think um as long as your north star takes you somewhere helpful so right 
I, I, I'm not a good bastion of health because yes, I'm a doctor. I'm supposed to be, you know, all about optimizing longevity and health, but really that is not something I, I can't think that abstractly. I have to, I have to make decisions in my health of, is this going to get me more muscle or less fat? <laughs> and usually if I make a decision that's based on those things, it doesn't take me too far wrong. Um, because if my cardiovascular fitness gets terrible, that's going to impact my ability to improve my physique. So I think, okay, well, I'll just do a bit of walking and improve my work capacity or whatever. So it keeps me in check. So I think as long as the North Star is good, in the business case, it's does this help you help more people and earn more money? Then it's not, you know, you're never going to go too far wrong with that because even things like building in rest, you have to do that because it it is the thing that you're operating in. And that's why, as you said, if we have a spare hour, rather than doing something like it, you, you're driven to do something that makes the whole ship move faster, some kind of um, building a system that is going to pay off in the future because it, it makes your life easier in the future too. Um, and I think anyone listening to this is no stranger to deferred enjoyment. Yeah. So, so the, that it's a great way of the, the, the muscle and fat thing is a great way of like, well, I suppose North star, like how to, it's like a constraint, right? It's like a subject to this. So like I can, I'm doing this, but at the, it's subject to like, does it help with the main, my main goal or the main thing that I'm trying to achieve? It doesn't mean you have to be a terminator, like e- eating a cake today. Okay. Like it helps me, um, long-term by meaning that I can stick to the program because I don't, you yeah. know, yeah. so. Yeah. So I suppose like it, it's a, it's a case of, well, I suppose that the action from this is trying to, so why are we talking about this? I guess like a lot of people um, struggle to even get the ball rolling with things on this side of stuff. So like you're, you're a busy, you're busy now and you have this, like, wouldn't it be nice this time next year to be fully online, right? Like, wouldn't it be nice to be generating the same income online? Why am I not doing that? Well, it's like, you've got all these things kind of invading your attention, all these things invading the time that you would otherwise spend doing that. But if everything you did between now and then was like, how do I optimize the like the, the things I read about, the things I do, the work I do, how I spend my like free time or whatever, to try and move me towards that goal, you, you realize how many things you do that you kind of think are helping that actually just do, do nothing. Um, like reading the news, for example. Um, and it's not, it's not to say like you can't do things for leisure. That's not what we mean. It's just that you'll find that there are things you do that don't, I suppose the, the main North star, what I was saying before is like, is happiness, right? Yeah. So there are things, there are things that you do that like, and then lower below happiness is like, well, what's my like purpose and, why am I here? And then below that, I sort of like, what do I want to be? Where do I want to be in three years? And then there's all the stuff you do that just adds nothing to any of that. Like, it doesn't make you happy. Doesn't help with those goals. Doesn't help with the, like, your mission or what you're trying to do. It, you're just doing it because, like, the geniuses at Apple make it very appealing to open that app. Or this is time. why I'm so excited for your upcoming um, <laughs> product slash series um, on attribution. Because without this context, people would be like, oh, that sounds like a really boring auditor thing to be 
worrying about. But actually, if you can be very clear on attribution and knowing where the where the big results are coming from, you can then apply 80-20 across your entire, so the 80-20, the Pareto principle, across all of your life and cut out 80% of the, the stuff that's just holding you back. So you just ref- what you're just referring to is I've just completed this big analysis of like where all of our sales have come from. Um, this is where Johnny takes the two jump leads, plugs them into the side of his head and enters the matrix <laughs> for it's just a few a, days. Single one in the, in the back, isn't it? You can like, <laughs> um, that's when you realize you can fly. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, it's interesting doing things like that um, because you realize that even in a business that's purely digital, um, where you should know everything you need to know, like data wise, you can spend, you could spend, if you're not careful, years doing something that doesn't help at all. We did. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> it's awful. And at the same time, so I suppose this is like the, it, it comes back to the same thing, right? You'll, you'll be, you might be doing something business wise that you think is helping and actually isn't doing anything at all. And maybe the one tiny thing you spend 10 minutes a week doing, that's what's bringing clients. And imagine if you start thinking, oh, that's a waste of time. I'll not do that anymore. <laughs> right. Oh. And we nearly did that. So there's a few things that came out of this exercise where like I went into it and this always happens in the really, no matter what I do, to be honest, I go into it with like a, an assumption. Oh, that's going to, that one's going to be shit. This one's going to be good. That one's going to win. I'm nearly always wrong. Um, but having that kind of exercise in business and in like in life, if you can, like all the way down to what are the things that actually improve my sleep? What are the things that actually make me like feel better? What are the things that actually cause me to lose weight or build muscle? It's or- so interesting you say that as well, because like the we're all subject to our biases and our pre-existing like predictions. And the more you can think like a trader and hold your opinions lightly and just be like, I'll just... I'll just mm. do what the numbers say. Yeah. Um, well, so here, here's, here's two examples that are kind of relevant to this audience. Two things that I thought were true that are actually false. One, blue light, blue light blocking glasses do not improve my sleep quality. Have they, you got the serious heavy duty ones I as well? The, I bought the real, like the red lens ones that, <laughs> that as, as the people wearing a WhatsApp group where we talk about this sort of stuff, <laughs> they're so blue light blocking that it basically means... Can't do, can't do anything <laughs> like you're sort of going to bed like you know to make sure you're not hitting into anything so by blue light blocking they're basically just blocking everything and in the process they just don't do anything sleep quality wise but that's one of those things right where if you it's a nice metaphor for like if you don't measure something there you are every evening walking around the house looking like a moron with red glasses on thinking it's helping right no change second thing email marketing all all the hype right or at least it was about six months ago everyone wanted to do email marketing because there's a few big names in the fitness industry who are like you've got to do daily email mate you've got to do daily email there is zero (laughs) correlation between how many emails you send at least for us right i can't say this for everyone you can send five emails a month you can send 30 emails a month the revenue is the same that is a game changer. So all these things are examples of the same thing. What you've done is you've picked up the the rug 
where all the marketers are standing. And you've just gone. Your audio is just really improved there. Yeah, so I, I pressed turn on original sound, oh, and I no. wish I did it earlier. Everyone would be like, oh, Yusuf, is, Yusuf sounds so clear and so smooth. Silky. Like a, like a late-night radio host. That's what you sound like. Oh, man. It's the muff. <laughs> Harry Muff has really done it. I've got a Harry Muff for you as well. I just need to drop it off. Did you get yourself a thing? One of the things? Not yet. No, so Johnny's got a thing. <laughs> so what that means is we did a split test because, you know, you've got to test these things to figure out what works and what doesn't. This I'm using a sound shield, I believe is what it's called. And Yusuf's using a... Is it called a muff? It's, I can't remember what it's called. Like a. It's a foam overcoat <laughs> for the a foam layer. Is it foam? I think it must be. Yeah. A foam, like a spongy overcoat for his microphone. And I'm using a, a, a little, like, encased in, in, in in thing that goes around the microphone. It's awesome. Your last monologue episode, foam. though, sounded buttery real, smooth. Real good. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the little incremental gains, isn't it, with audio? true and then you just level up your microphone go full joe rogan um what were we saying before that (laughs) where were we with that attribution email pulling the rug from underneath everyone's feet yes so what's the take home for this episode let's wrap it up so look at so collect as much data as you can Mm -hmm. in your business um we have tools and systems to help with that so if you want to talk through if you if you're thinking like god i'm overwhelmed by the data i don't know where to start you can always book in a call with us um and then figure out where are the biggest needle movers and also where are the biggest what are the biggest drains and this doesn't just apply to your business because you are your business so anything that's draining your personal attention your it could be um, news sources, could be um, toxic relationships, it could be any, anything that's um, taken up a lot of mental bandwidth um, or recurrent thought patterns or even even beliefs. There are beliefs that are not helpful to us and just take up mental space. I suppose better it, off without it. It's a, it's all just Pareto, isn't it? This the the eighty percent of results are achieved by twenty percent of the things that you do. I remember sitting. As a young, fresh-faced auditor, whippersnapper in a in a, I was auditing this big big business, and I was there was basically no room in the audit room, so I got put on a desk in the in the corner of the CEO's office, <laughs> and all uh, the two things I remember: one, he used to arrive at work at eleven a.m., make a double espresso in his posh coffee machine that he had in his room, sit at his desk, and then he just used to ring the heads of all of the different divisions. And he just said, got their sort of report and numbers and just relentlessly said, 80% of the sales come from 20% of the customers. Who are the 20% of customers? And he just encouraged people to get rid of the other 80%. (laughs) 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 Because he just looked at it as like, how do I, how do I just improve this operation? And then he would go home at like 3 PM. (laughs) But you, you sit and you sit and think about it. It's like, all this guy does is comes in and just ruthlessly just cuts waste, just cuts waste out of everything, makes I'm it sure go quicker and smoother. This is, is thinking like, oh, I'd love to cut 80% of yeah. my clients that are just 
but, mm-hmm. but that that's the thing is like 80 percent of everything in your business is is just from 20 percent of the things that you do 80 percent of your like health and fitness is 20 percent of the things that you do and it's the the freedom of dropping 80 percent of something <laughs> but the question is like how do you know and i suppose this is really what we're getting at right is like how do you know what the 20 percent is and the only way to, to really find that out is, as you say, like gather as much data as you can, measure stuff. And it's all subject to, as you says, that North Star, like what is it that I'm actually trying to achieve? Whew. Just as a Big quick idea. one to wrap up, something I've wanted to ask you. On the health stuff, why, why do you not get like regular blood panels done? That is a great question. You know what? I'll, I'll do a video on this. Um, but I, I touched on this in a review that I did recently on YouTube, which kind of accidentally did quite well, um, about the Aura Ring, which is a, um, for anyone that doesn't know, it's, it's a, a smart device like a Fitbit, but you wear it on your finger, tracks HRV, body temperature, heart rate, and steps. And... I was mainly saying that like a lot of people are really interested in getting like more and more um, variables. Now I know we've just said track as much data as possible, but also track the right data. Like people that want to improve their, like they want to know what their cortisol is or their testosterone. These are not useful variables to know um, if you're just trying to like improve your physique because it's paralyzing almost, isn't it? Yeah. Like, really what people think they want is high testosterone, but actually they want more muscle. They don't, you know, I've had a client who recently um, was worried that he had low testosterone because he wasn't gaining muscle. Went and got a test and he had super physiological levels of testosterone. He had high, like above the reference range. And so then you come back and you're like, well, it's, it's not the problem there. Like, yes, diagnostically, you need to run a panel to figure out if there's a pathology going on. But when you get to the point of optimizing, it's like, hang on, what what is it I'm trying to influence, and what's the closest thing to that that I can um, I can get? And for for something like muscle gain, to use that example, it's not what your salivary cortisol or your um, your growth hormone levels are, your IGF one. It's your are you progressing week to week? What's your exercise technique like? Great answer. So it's like the what are the fewest number of things that you can look at to ensure that you are doing the fewest things possible to influence the key movers. Yeah. And that, you know, that that's for me at my age, like if I've even things like cholesterol, the, the best thing that I can do in my position is to be as lean as possible. Um, and then, yeah, like if, if I get a cholesterol panel later and it's still abnormal, then I'll go to the next step of looking at um, further measures to reduce it. I was saying to the guy that we mentioned before who only does meditation and code, (laughs) like, I think you could summarize. So I always think of James Clear's annual reviews. Have you ever read those? No, um, but the, who's that poker player? Um, I know who you mean. I know who you mean. Chris Sharp or something. Yeah. Sparks? Chris Sparks? Sparks? Chris Sparks. Yeah. So it's similar. similar Yeah. So James Clear's annual reviews are like, always looking at the same things. So it's like places that he traveled, articles that he wrote, uh, training sessions that he did. Um, so in other words, like he's just looking at these key kind of uh, like needles in his life or dials in his life of like, how's everything going? 
And I always think you could you could basically map out like you do all these things to try and optimize everything. But if you just looked at like on a monthly basis, like total sleep, total time meditated, body weight, whatever time med- like uh, training sessions, you you could just you just see so much about like what, what's my trajectory. And then, but on a daily basis, you're so caught up in the in the details that you kind of forget about the like. Have I trained this week? Yeah, I have. Okay, is my body weight training? Yeah, it's fine. Am I getting enough sleep? And you kind of forget the the, the basic stuff. And it's the same with business, like mm-hmm. cash in the bank, profit, customers. So that that is a huge one. Um, you know, people are worrying about their Instagram followers when they haven't got all the other stuff in place. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why actually I think essentialism is kind of the counterpart to Atomic Habits. Um, atomic habits is the micro essentialism is the macro mm. so it's like essentialism is looking at okay on the big picture where do what what's the direction i need to be going and then atomic habits is okay how do i now establish process goals to make sure that i'm always on the right track day to day i think atomic habits actually hearing you say that like you read atomic habits without reading about essentialism it's almost like that is it nick bostrom the thing like what happens when ai is told that just <laughs> produce paper clips and it, it consumes planets to produce paper clips. Like if all you, if you read atomic habits, you think, right habits, I'm just going to make and build as many habits as I can. But it's, it's actually like what habits are you making and why? And actually like having another habit doesn't actually really help. It's not, yeah, it's not a bad thing, but you might end up just being really good at running and not really <laughs> knowing why. And, and I'm like, well, I... But, it, but that's it. That's it. It's like, if you're running to lose weight, and you can lose weight without running. Is that more desirable? Oh like, yeah, if prob- anything, it's probably you away from it, isn't it? Yeah. So, so that, I suppose that's it, isn't it? It's it's the um, yes, the micro is really important. But if you're doing all micro, like if all you're doing is is optimizing your Instagram captions, and you're really good at optimizing your Instagram captions, but it doesn't actually help with anything, like with your revenue, then you just get really good at something for sake, but which is which is fine. <laughs> It's just not what you're trying to do in the first place. What a what a merry-go-round this has been. I've really enjoyed this one. Yeah, me too. So maybe, maybe this is the best podcast we've ever done. <laughs> Let us know in, in the all sides reviews with David Seaman. There we go. So please right. give us five stars on iTunes and let us know that this was the best podcast episode <laughs> that you've ever heard. And berate Yusuf for not turning original sound on at the start of the episode. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay, bye then. Bye then. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run, build, and scale propanefitness.com? Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels. The best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, 
why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.